of nowhere to the center of everywhere. It's Beneath the Surface with Sean Murphy and Corey Cooper. Welcome to another episode of Beneath the Surface. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> and we are on a road trip right now, myself and Tyler, the videographer, and normally Corey Cooper is on the podcast running the show, but he's at home doing really important things and I'm designing. Yeah, he's like I don't know, running an entire business. No big deal. And so <laughs> no big deal. And I'm on the road and we're doing we're dropping off boards to our ambassadors doing photo shoots and video content and having a lot of fun. Today was high five. Today was uh, exceptionally insanely cool, but it started off stressful. Terrible. <laughs> Are we allowed to curse on here? Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, yeah, sure. You can curse. So walk us through walk us through today. First of all, Walk, you you knew I've been coming. I was going to come here a couple weeks ago, probably or more. So wh- walk us through your prep. What's going through your head? Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, you get that email that you're coming, and it's just panic from that point on. Trying to figure out what what's going to make the most sense, where the fish are biting best, where we're going to not waste our time and your efforts. So just calling buddies, scouting as much as possible, trying to get out of work early, go in late, mm-hmm. and get everything dialed. And then you think you got it all figured out, and you show up, and Murphy's Law, we yep. we lose every fish under the sun. I think we went one for ten these day and a half. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's been tough, but we, we found the right one. Yeah, and I have – first of all, I didn't mention your name, Sean Stralo. Who cares? Sean Stralo. <laughs> and he has been – and Sean's been with us, part of the company, for as long as – almost as long as I've been around. Um, oh, scam, likely. Uh, I met you uh, about eight years ago, I, I reckon. Probably, on yeah. On a photo shoot. A minute. You were a rep for Boat for a minute. and Best not, days of my life. And now you're an ambassador and yeah. crushing it. Um, so – Today we were, we won't need to talk about where we were, but you know, what I don't think about sometimes and what, you know, our team doesn't think about is the effort that you guys, it, we kind of gloss over it, right? Like, oh, I'm just coming in town. We're going right. to shoot some snaps. Not a big yeah. deal. In my mind, it's like, I'll, I'll get cool stuff of you no matter what, but you guys take it seriously. And yeah. we were just with Drew Chacon. Same with him, man. Right. He like takes it serious. Yeah. Does a ton of scouting. Right. pre-fishes, knows where the fish are, tries out different baits, knows what the weather and the tides are going to do and all that stuff. So uh, last night we went out, I don't know where we were, Melbourne somewhere. Deep in the Amazon. Yeah, there, there was tarpon and yep. uh, snook. You lost a, <laughs> lost a big snook. Tyler lost a tarpon. Yeah, brother lost a couple. It's bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad, bad. But today we went out. And unlike fly fishing, I'm not. I don't want to talk negatively about, about fly fishing because it's it's probably my favorite thing to shoot because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. But not I, for me. I tend to not witness a lot of fish being caught when we fly fish. There's a correlation there. There's a correlation. <laughs> it's like you know. So we're bait fishing today. Hundred percent. Yeah. You won't see me with a fly rod ever. <laughs> not once. So but that's because I like to catch fish. I don't like to look pretty. I, I, don't, I just want to get it done. And yeah. even then, sometimes you don't get it done. But that's right. We got it done today. We did. So walk us through. Walk us through today. Kind of tell us. Tell, first of all, tell us what your board is. Board of choices. Kind of 
why you like like to sup fish mm-hmm. and kind of what your setup is. Everyone's a little bit has a little bit of a different scenario with their gear. So yeah, hundred percent. Tell us 100%. tell us what your what your deal is. So my go to board from the get go has been the twelve foot Rackham. By far the most versatile board for the stuff I like to do. I normally go out, um, launch off the beach, look for tarpon. Rarely do I do the backwater stuff we did today. So my setup is going to be as simple as possible. Because when you're going through the surf, you flip, shit gets lost. You want minimal gear. Everything's got to be tied down. So uh, probably like a year and a half ago, maybe two years, boat came out with those high water packs. Mm -hmm. That let me have a waterproof backpack that I can take out. So I have more stuff in there now. But before it used to just literally be a pair of pliers, maybe a couple hooks and leader material that was it that was all i take on the board and occasionally i bring a cast net and that you hit cool. me in the head with one today i did i, felt, I have two I eggs on the back of my <laughs> i know you're seeing little tweety birds go by it was yeah. bad but well i did um, say i did say throw it as I did, on me asked. and then the weights hit me right in the back of the head and almost yep. knocked me out yeah so that was cool we got through it we did we got through it we we're got... still here so yeah i like to rack them keep it simple that's what i love most about paddleboard fishing you don't need to fuel up the boat you don't have to get a million things ready board paddle one rod maybe a bucket of bait that's it it's easy and you were telling me last night at dinner that you know we were talking about fishing on boards and you're telling me a lot of people that you see daily are still amazed about what what it what are you on and that the fact that you're oh, what yeah. are you standing on and how do you fish off of it clueless do you think you still feel like it's kind of in the large part yeah i feel like mass public doesn't know what's going on they can't believe you can stand on it they don't get how stable it is the idea of fishing from it is so foreign to them mm-hmm. it makes no sense and then you pull up to the beach with whatever you caught and they all lose their minds yeah so I'm sure some of those people might be out of towners, but yeah, and even locals are like, I can't believe you're catching 150 pound tarpon off. It's crazy a piece of foam, it's, but it's crazy. And the I think the number one question I might be wrong, but one of the number one questions we get um, from everyone online or in surveys and stuff is, is it? They, they think it's hard. Is it easy to do? Can I? Is it? Can I? Will I fall off? Is you need a lot of balance? I would answer that two ways. If you're backwater fishing, it is easy and stable. You, no, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Literally anyone. It, even if you're 350 pounds, get the inflatable Rackham. It'll hold you fine. It's the most stable board in the lineup. Um, if you're in the ocean and it's three to four foot and you're launching through the surf, that's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. And that get you need experience or you're going to lose all your gear and it's not going to be fun. Yeah, and you're from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your area here and kind of for the people that aren't from Florida, the fisheries, what's around us, the different bodies of water, yeah. and the type of fish you catch here. Yeah, so we're on the East Coast here in Melbourne. It's the Atlantic Ocean. And my favorite thing to do is target tarpon. So that's going to start in like typically June and go through about September. And those masses of fish are moving up the uh east coast on the atlantic side so you just pick a calmer day where you can get out through the surf maybe there's a west wind so everything's glassed off and you're just looking for free swimmers or fish on different uh species of bait so like pogies threadfin 
they'll all push through and you'll just see them crushing from 100 yards away 500 yards away you'll see tarpon going airborne and it's game on mm-hmm. and then <laughs> but that can be super frustrating as you know and then we have a whole um indian river lagoon we got the banana river we have mosquito lagoon to the north smashing in to the south there's a ton of good um inshore fishing with that snook on the flats redfish um jacks today we fished like a mangrove canal which will be loaded this time of year with all sorts of stuff today it was snook sometimes it's tarpon sometimes it's redfish so it's pretty diverse here um gets fished hard with everyone moving to this area but there's plenty of opportunity yeah and the spot we were in this today it was a low the tide was low Mm -hmm. uh it was kind of a canal about probably about 20 yards wide Mm -hmm. something about about like that and there wasn't any boats there because boats can't go in there really there's a little channel right there were some smaller boats on lifts but i was and i was like how are these boats getting in here i guess you have to wait for a high tide or is there like something but we didn't see any we didn't see any boats while we were fishing and there were it was so alive with just thousands of mullet how many sharks did we see like too many five thousand sharks too many bull sharks bull sharks lots of little Slam it's like a juve for a minute it's like a yeah you're all freaked out i was in the water of course sean has no fear <laughs> i have all the fear i have all the fear and we got the most and, and so we missed like three big fish you were losing your mind i thought you were gonna start crying and then i, I told I you just calm down we're gonna we're gonna yeah. happen and then it happened that and it was magical reassurance made it happen it was magical and yeah. we got the most amazing shots and um we closed the deal um so what do you think about this afternoon so there's another cool thing about this area you tell us about what you where you and your family go you don't just fish you you hang out with your family you guys camp together you do certain things and you got oh, yeah. you have bo- the boards i've done a shoot with you with the we had the uh, the wheel racks and the boards and all mm-hmm. the different things, and you guys camp where at Anastasia Park. Yeah, so that's north of here, probably like an hour and a half um, up near St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, um, family is everything to me. That's like a central pillar in my life for sure. Um, but yeah, we go camping, fishing. We're always doing stuff based around the water. We'll bring the paddle boards on the boat and go offshore and try wrecks and reefs, um, take them out occasionally near like weed lines and stuff try and get dolphin we'll take the boards camping anywhere i i like to just paddle with a dog on the board some days mm-hmm. just, it's just nice being on the water you kind of forget all the bullshit where's your dog my dog's probably sleeping right now we, we might need to go get that dog old we old just, dog covered you know, in fleas you know just people beat down bad. how old is your dog pushing 14 i think uh, she uh maybe we don't starting to get deaf <laughs> <laughs> You know what people like to see pictures of? Dogs. Dogs on boards and kids. Like we we fish. So yeah, to us we try. fishing is everything on these mm-hmm. boards. I mean that's I mean that's my life. Yeah. But we don't realize that most of the people in the country don't live on the ocean. No. Yeah. They're inland. You know, they're fishing lakes, they're yeah, they're camping, point. they're doing family stuff, they're using, right. you know, our docks and different Yeah, yeah. there's so many applications for for all of this stuff you know yeah. and that's that's what i really like about it and um but my favorite thing to do is to be down here fishing 
with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I feel paddleboarding is so stealthy. So you end up seeing stuff you don't get to see on the boat because fish hear the boat coming. Like That's we right. saw so many manatees, sharks were paddling over snook before mm-hmm. they spook out. Where if you're on a boat, all that stuff's sounding before you ever even mm-hmm. get close to it. So for me, the cool part is the visuals you get on the paddleboard because you're just so damn quiet. Yeah, and me and me taking pictures, you know, with my camera. La- yeah. I mean, last night I'm just cruising around. I'm, I'm literally riding over tarpon. There's birds. Yeah, it's insane. I never thought I'd be a much of a birder, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm like geeking out on because bir- I'm I'm cruising right up on them. Like holy shit, there's birds that are moving. You know, yeah. they don't hear me. You're just one of right. na- one of the other animals in the nature. And yeah, nobody pays attention to you. So right. it's 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 amazing. Drew Chacon was, and I've been aware of pressure on fish like physical pressure like they feel the boat coming in and and he, was ex- and he was explaining to me about the you know in those small canals as fish can feel the pressure of the 100%. board and so we had you know we got we did good today we had three paddle boards in a small canal and you know didn't seem to be too big of a problem although i almost I blew it on a couple yeah you did that's but, life i mean dude you're fishing in mangroves yeah, I call it combat fishing. Combat snooker going <laughs> left to right, under mangroves, over trees. Like it's if you land one, it's almost a miracle. Mm-hmm. There's just so much stuff for them to break you off on. It's so that's for, what makes it fun. So for anyone out there that's brand, I mean, you kind of I guess already went over it a little bit. For the brand new, brand new novice, it's never been on one of our boards you know, just wants to pick it up and, and try it out. Do you, it, the other question I get is inflatable or hardboard? For me, always hardboard. Yeah. Just because it tracks better. If it's windy out, you can cut through the wind better. Um, but if you're tight on space or if, like, a lot of people go to the Bahamas from mm-hmm. here, they'll launch out of Spash and shoot over the Bahamas. You can throw with the inflatable inside your boat and have a boat or a paddleboard to fish on in the Bahamas. So there's definitely upsides and downsides to both you have the weight of the hardboard and um but for me it's always going to be a hardboard well but, i i mothership a lot boards and 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 i'm on folks boats and and, and i can it stresses them out when you have a hardboard because it's banging around it's oh yeah. dinging up their boat yeah and inflatables you can just chuck them yeah. in it's super rad and I love the inflatable rackum. Yeah. That thing is so stable. You can. I've had two people on it with dive gear and gone lobstering oh, yeah. on it with my girlfriend. It's it's an absolute blast. But for me, chasing tarpon, you got to have that twelve foot rackum. When you're out there chasing tarpon, what's your technique for when you hook? Do you just go on a sleigh ride or do you slow them down? A certain do you slow them down yeah, on the bucket? Question. What do you do with yeah. that? Yeah. So the tarpon are gonna be on the ocean side anywhere from like sixty to like a buck eighty is probably the biggest I've hooked into. And you'll get pulled to Cuba like instantly. <laughs> so I learned the hard way a couple of times, like three mile paddles back to the beach. Um, got sick of that. And one day I had my bucket that had the bait in it accidentally got knocked over and it became like a sea anchor and it created a lot of drag and i was like holy shit this is the way to do it Mm -hmm. so now as soon as i hook up i have a five gallon bucket attached to the board that i throw over and that adds so much drag and keeps you maybe two three hundred yards off the beach while you're fighting that tarpon so you're not getting pulled to god knows where yep so that's the the ticket you can add more drag you can also fight the fish broadside on the board if you point your rod off the front of the board the nose tracks towards the fish and you take off like a Mm -hmm. rocket Mm -hmm. if you fight perpendicular 
you'll stay broadside and you don't move as fast towards a fish you can add more drag got it and what is um lastly what is your how do folks see what you do what's your instagram you always have when i look at your instagram it's i don't even believe it half the time it's like you know What's the t- the tuna y'all just caught? Eight hundred pounds or something like that? Yeah, I think six hundred. Six hundred. Six eight yeah. is counting. I mean, Jesus Christ! That was yeah. <laughs> tarpon, uh, tarpon, tuna. Uh, you're doing sword fishing for mm-hmm. quite a bit. Those yep. things are nat jack nasty. I don't even think I'd try one of those on a paddleboard. They'd come at you and start. Neither would I. Trying to kill you. They're one of the baddest fish in the sea. That's right. That's right. And you're trying to catch sailfish. You That's got a lot of still things still on the list. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we got blanked on that, but mm-hmm. it'll happen. Mm-hmm. What did? What's your Instagram? Mine's Straylo. So S T R A Y L O W. Got it. You can check me out there. Got it. Well, I'm pumped, dude. We're gonna go get some food, and then we're going to Tyler. Just give me a thumbs up, and then we're gonna you go out. Food? We're gonna go out and do some some artistic photographs. We're about to get sick with it. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Absolutely, man. This is awesome. And thank you all for listening. And tune in next week for another episode of Beneath the Surface. Yeah.